The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. Well, for this month's Eason Book Club, we chose Warlight by Michael Ondaatje. So what did our panel think of the book? They're in studio with me, as you heard their cackles. Uh, Brian Kennedy, Catherine Lynch and Mary Rook. good morning and welcome. Good, good morning. morning. We have no fun. And we've all done our homework. You've all done. And was that how it felt, Mary? In the beginning, yes, mm. but not as I went on. But in the beginning, it wasn't a book I said, oh, great, I want to get back to this. I really want to get mm-hmm. back to it. But then after about maybe 30, 40 pages, I got engrossed in it, yeah. absolutely engrossed. And Catherine, you mentioned during the commercial break, not a lot of crack in there. No, it wasn't <laughs> a lot of crack. <laughs> no. And I couldn't help thinking about uh, Elaine on Seinfeld. And when she's watching The English Patient, she shouts out in the cinema, quit telling your story about the stupid desert and die already. I'm dying already. um, Brian, your initial reaction? Well, I tell you, very interesting, Pat. For the first time ever in book club, I listened to the audiobook because I was driving. I drove to Gorta Hork and back last night, got back at 3 a.m. So how committed I am to book club. Um, Very interesting to hear. There's a guy called George Blagden, an actor who was narrating it in an English accent. Normally, I'm reading in my own accent in my head, you see. And he was also being, he was doing gender roles. He was, you know, he was, you know, doing all that. So it was fascinating. It was like I was being told a story rather than. And were you gripped? As you I drove. I wouldn't say I was gripped, but certainly I was absolutely in it at the same time as multitasking and driving and being careful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I love the fact that it was somebody beside me telling me a story. As if you had a passenger. Yes, absolutely oh, well, I did. And I love me. that. Oh, I would not be approving of those kind of books. Yeah. I want to hold a book, turn a page, turn oh, yes. the next page. The acoustic page, way. Feel I know. the page. <laughs> yes, the artistic right. way. Now, now let's, also, let's talk about the story because it is a story in two parts. Uh, Catherine. Okay, well, it opens in 1945 when these two kids, and it's a brilliant opening, me and Mary were just discussing that. If you were going to write a book, (laughs) the the first sentence in that book is something else. So it's about um, uh, Nathaniel. Is that how you pronounce it? Nathaniel. Nathaniel And uh, his sister, Rachel. Rachel. Mm. And they're left by their parents in London in the care of a mysterious figure called the Moth. So he could have been a criminal. He, he was, in yeah, a way. Well, the, but, even uh, the child yeah. thought that. And so mm. they're, told, it's, they're told it's their father's job that uh, they're being left behind because of. But we find out it's the mother who's the one with the double life. Mm. And I won't uh, tell you exactly what she yeah. she is, but it's it's very interesting. Now She's this, allegedly going off to Singapore. Yeah. And she packs very carefully in front of the children, mm. saying, well, I need that summer dress. And of course, sandals because it's so warm <laughs> over yes. there. And da, 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 da. Yeah. Packing for Singapore. Yeah, yeah, and she lies to the poor little yeah, things. Yeah, she, she does. But, you know, it struck me, we all think we know about World War One and World War Two. We know all about it. We know nothing about yeah. what... I mean, the aftermath of that war and what it... What it left up on the shores of all those countries. Yeah. I mean, I thought that fascinating. Um, clearly, it's a, a book in two parts. And in the latter part of the book, the child, Nathaniel, who is now obviously a mature man yeah. uh, who works three days a week in London, has to piece together much of 
what he half knew. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Particularly about his mother. His dad was kind of a lost cause. He just disappeared. And he also didn't particularly care that much. Whereas his mother kind of really did make an effort to have an intimacy with him for a while. And then he, as an adult, as you say, he then lived with her and just discovered how, how many secrets. And still to that day, mm. until she died, she mm. wouldn't tell him. Which, she wouldn't tell him anything. Which, so, do, do you agree, was the most exciting part of the book yeah. was the, fra- the fragments of memories that yes. he had. And that you, as the reader, were drawn in wondering how he was going to push... Uh, how he's going to put it all together together. but I actually thought the most exciting part of the book was the journeys on the barge absolutely that was fabulous going through the old a dodgy business I love the doctor later on it was more the greyhounds as we know and going through those locks and you yeah. know if you ever did a long barge journey yeah. the locks were half open half not and on every night night after night a young fellow on those barge now, journeys yeah. I he, thought that was I ran back and looked at that again and read it again he, he's, a, he's a child Nathaniel uh, at the beginning of the book yeah it just maybe it was, it was just me but I was ambushed by how quickly he developed Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, know, suddenly he's having sex in the dark in, with, the dark. Uh, in an empty house. Though. I think it's real life. If you're if you're confronted with that kind of life, you do. Yeah, have but to he was very. Sink or swim. He obviously was adaptable because there was because no, he had no he, he, he had no mother very handily, didn't he? Well, he had no parents, as you said. He had nobody <laughs> saying also, where are you, what time are you coming home at. The, mm. the major theme of the book also was war light, and the war light was that Great everything title, was wasn't dimmed. It? Yeah, the whole his oh, his yeah. existence as an adult was dimmed. His existence as a son was dimmed, and also the light and the beautiful. And poor Rachel. Yeah. That was a sister. Mm-hmm. But the, oh, yeah. there is a post-war, uh, immediate post-war yeah. gloom there. Oh, yes, yeah, so there was all over in, London. In many of the scenes, of, I mean, he gets a job as a child in a hotel. Oh, the mm. Criterion, that's right. Watching, yeah. the, dishes Watching and, the dishes. Oh, yeah, all that. That was great. And the camaraderie he built up. What, 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 what I found extraordinary is that Michael and Dachi was able to capture. Yeah, he now, was. I mean, it seemed authentic to me. I wouldn't know because yeah. I wasn't there. Well, I would know because I was brought up in a hotel and I was put washing dishes. Yeah. And every time... Time I read all of that, <laughs> I used to think about it. It's all coming out now, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I thought that how Odachi got all that feel. He yeah. got the feel of the barge and the locks and how you got through them yeah. and what the cargo you got. Oh, look, I, I read, it was amazing. I read up about him and he, he writes from images. He sees oh, an image yeah. and he writes mm. from there. Right. And he writes also, like in the in the English patient, it was the nurse, the patient and the thief. In this, it's the son, the daughter and somebody who could possibly be a thief. You know, yeah. so he has an ongoing yeah. thing in his yeah. books. He um, is a did, master. Did you find uh, the, the use of the nicknames, the darter and the moth? Yeah, the moth, yeah. I, I mean, the darter, perhaps I got that, but the moth just, I couldn't figure out why was he... Why was he called the moth? Because he was moth. ephemeral. Ephemeral. Mm. You didn't Just know didn't what he was or who he was. As a, as a name, but yeah, I, it's yeah. only a small quibble. I, yeah, I, no, I agree. I find it a wee bit annoying. And it reminded me very much. I was trying to say it outside and I couldn't get it. You know the Shakespearean line, there are more things in heaven and earth than are dreamt of in whatever, Horatio. Mm. Do you remember that? Yeah. That's what all that book is about. Because I keep being mm-hmm. drawn to the, all those countries yes. where all those people have been involved in the business that she was involved in. Yeah. I'm not saying any more. I'm trying to keep myself out of it. <laughs> and where they all ended up, what shores did they end up yeah. in, you know? Look at where she ended up. In a- if you put on your headphones, we'll have a, a chat with Tara Cassidy. Hello, Tara. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm Hi, very well. You'll here. probably be glad to know that it's a bit overcast here and all that. It's it's not the yeah. best weather in the world. Because where are you? 
you like hearing that when you're away. I am. I'm in Nurka. Nurka in Spain. Yeah, so we're in, in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Hola. So we're having a ball. <laughs> Hola. And, and, we're and, having a ball here. And your book club is called Between the Wines Club. Between the oh, Wines. Reading between the wines. Yeah, well, that's the icon on our WhatsApp. Very good. <laughs> reading the wine we'll labels. Name, okay, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. have to say hello to Maura Murta, to Lisa Orr, to Bernie Ruddock, to Bronwyn Mason, to Aidmore O'Rourke, Danica Murphy, oh. Valerie Lawrence, and of course, Tara, you. I presume they're not all with you. I have it actually. I had read it. Um, obviously, you, you sent it to us, so I'd read it, but I have it on my Kindle here just to kind of refer back because I had read it. Mary's making a face. Ago. She doesn't like technology. <laughs> yeah. so, so no, what, I actually, what? I'd be a bit like Mary. I prefer the actual real real book. Good, good Tara. Mm, yeah. yeah, but with baggage charges and all the rest, it makes sense <laughs> yeah. to yeah. bring a Kindle on holidays. So, yeah. what did you think, Tara, and what did your gang think? Okay, so um, out of, say, the eight of us, uh, six of us really loved the book mm. and we would highly recommend it. Two came in, it thought it was a bit disjointed um, and one particular uh, member felt the first half was way better than the, the second half mm-hmm. and kind of was thrown a bit, felt a bit frustrated with the character, which I did as well, I suppose. Um, he never really, like his life was interrupted as such and it never really got back on track mm. as such because mm. of his upbringing. But he did show kind of good promise at the beginning and he, you know, the, obviously you said he grew up really fast and he was on these adventures and he had these great characters around him and that was amazing. Um, but it seemed to kind of, nothing kind of after that, he, he spent his life, you know, basically in his mother's shadow, I felt. Uh, um, this is an interesting uh, comment, uh, Tara, because from Colette in Cork, it kind of mirrors your view. It's a book yeah. of two halves. The first half is far more entertaining. The writing, however, is sublime mm, throughout. Absolutely. It is hugely instructive on post-war England and various shenanigans. Yeah. Think Del Boy. Mm. Loads <laughs> about the Thames, dog racing, smuggling. Maybe too many characters to get to know, but that's part of its almost Dickensian charm. A great read, says yeah. Colette. A friend of mine always, uh, said, always read a book that if you died in the middle of it, it would make you look good. And this is one of those books. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard for the day. <laughs> so, so, Tara, what's your normal reading fare? So, OK, actually, funny enough, because I was kind of trying to remember the books we've read and I looked back on your list that you've we, we kind of overlapped on a few. Yeah. Um, so we Eleanor Oliphant, The Girls, Educated, oh, yeah. The the Doctor's Wife is Dead, um, which funny enough, oh, we lovely. didn't really yeah. like. But now, looking back, it still sticks with me. So sometimes that can happen. Mm. The Underground Railroad. And the first one, um, when we got together, was Holding, the Graham Norton book. And we we oh, got the Graham so Norton lovely. wine to go with it. So <laughs> it was quite good that <laughs> oh, night. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, well, well, but just, yeah. oh yeah, just um, in the book club, uh, we, Moira, she was born in 1953 in London and her father fought in the war. And she bought a little cottage in Suffolk, so it resonated hugely with oh, her. Suffolk, and I think yeah. she enjoyed it the, the most out of all of us. All right. Oh, well, that's well look, thank you for joining in and enjoy the rest of the halls in Nurka. I will. I will Bye, indeed. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you. Nice talking to you. All right. So, so um, would you recommend it to a pal to read? That's the, the at the end of the day. It's not a holiday book. It's, no. it's, a, it's a book that you read for its master mastery. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a masterpiece in, its, in a lot of ways. It's a book to read when the weather's terrible. But I'll tell you like what, it's a book to read, to be informed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you know all this underlife no. was going on in London immediately post-war? Did you know that, I'm afraid to say the word, that women and men were engaged in all this kind of work? No, I didn't. So that's a whole big 
new field of life mm-hmm. that I've learned about. Right. Yeah. You know, the journeys it's, it's on the, the bar. The feeling, you know, the, it's London, but it could be Vienna, Harry yeah, yes, Lyme. Yes, it's yeah, all of could, that. Yes, yeah, yeah, Harry Lyme. But I would highly recommend it. I really would. Oh, I would too. I would too. But read it in book form. Yeah. I agree with you, but sometimes needs must. Yeah, needs okay. must. He's a Booker Devon Prize dies. winner. You don't bring a Booker Prize winner on holidays, really. But he, he's <laughs> no, a stay-at-home winter book <laughs> by the fire. Oh, yeah. okay, now, Mary, yeah. it's your turn uh, oh. to pick the next book, and uh, we'll uh, be. You can, you can have the weekend, actually, to think about this. But here are uh, the books. The Shepherd's Hut by Tim Winton. Uh, for years, Jackie Claxton has dreaded going home. His beloved mum is dead and he wishes his dad was too. <laughs> until one terrible moment leaves his life stripped to nothing. No one ever told Jackie Claxton to be careful what he wishes for. And so Jackie runs. There's just one person in the world who understands him. But to reach her, he'll have to cross the vast salt lands of Western Australia, a place that harbours criminals and threatens to kill those who haven't reckoned with its hot waterless vastness that's Ireland today hot waterless vastness anyway (laughs) Uh, the next one The Devil's Half Mile by Paddy Hirsch New York 1799 Justy Flanagan returns to his native city having spent five years in Ireland fighting the rebellion against the English bloodied and battered Justy is no stranger to violence now he must use all his skills to uncover the truth behind his father's murder but while he looks so intently at the past it's the future that threatens to trip him up. Okay. Hold by Michael Doncor, moving between Ghana and London. Hold is an intimate, moving, powerful coming-of-age novel. Belinda knows how to follow the rules. As a house girl, she has learned the right way to polish water glasses, to wash and fold a hundred handkerchiefs, and to keep a tight lid on memories of the village she left behind when she came to Kumasi. Mary is still learning the rules. Eleven years old and irrepressible, the young house girl in training is the little sister Belinda never had. Uh, Amma has had enough of the rules. A straight A pupil at her exclusive South London school, she's always been the pride of her Ghanaian parents. So it's interesting kind of uh, cross-cultural book. Mm. And the final one, uh, You Were Made for This by Michael Sachs. A bold, sharp, gripping debut about a couple whose perfect life in the Swedish countryside is not what it seems. In an idyllic house in a Swedish wood, Mary and her husband are building their new dream life with their young baby, far away from events that overshadowed their old life in New York. And they're happy, aren't they? Blissfully, blissfully happy. When Mary's childhood friend Frances comes to stay, Frances barely recognises her old friend Mary pureeing baby food, baking, living the Swedish dream. But little by little, cracks begin to show in her carefully constructed fairy tale and Francis starts to see things that other might miss. Dark and treacherous things. Do, what about do, that? Do, Come on, Mary, mm. you're good to us. <laughs> <laughs> Choose wisely. Pardon? Choose wisely, No, we, no we let her cogitate. Yes, cogitate. Cogitate, Mary. Percolate. Thank you very much for her cogitating <laughs> with us this morning. I'm not going to say the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kennedy, Catherine Lynch and Mary O'Rourke. The Eason Book Club on The Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month.